Wir gehen es Ihnen und was ist los? It's deinen Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh, German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name. Actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hello and welcome to NBC IGN's Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host Casey DeFridis and today we'll be talking about a little bit of news but a lot of Smash and a lot of Pokemon and today I'm joined by Miranda Sanchez. Hello, you know when there's Pokemon I'm gonna be here. Yeah, and Pear Snyder. Here comes a new challenger. And Zach Ryan. I was also gonna say here comes a new challenger really? but Pear aced me. I'm so sorry. Thanks. Well, what do you want to say instead? Uh, Zach jumps into the fray. There we go. We got that. <laughs> we got it. So here like I, I said, let's start out with a little bit of news. 
including so we got some fire emblem news we got two bits of fire emblem news but let's start off with a smaller bit of news in which we learned more about the expansion pass wave four that that dlc is coming february 12th and it includes centered shadow side story and includes a new house called the ashen wolves zach Yes. Are you excited? Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like I've not had an opportunity to jump back into uh, Fire Emblem as of yet, and every time that there's like a new DLC drop, I'm like, yeah, this is it for me. Like I'm really gonna do it this time. Um, this one, I'm like, what's up with this subterranean house? Yeah, like, nobody knew they were down there. Nope. Like we even poked around down there in the main game where yeah. we were like going yeah. through the catacombs and stuff, uh-huh. and we just didn't see any of these nope. characters. Either way, I think it looks cool. I will say, twenty five bucks is too much. I think yeah. $25 is too expensive for this. Like, especially if like it's a, it's, I wish, I, I don't know, like depending uh, on the length, like if it's like a full campaign, if we're looking at like another 50 plus bigger. hours. I mean, it has new classes, quest. It does. Yeah. Prologues. Like there's, there's a lot more to it. I mean, they're adding four whole new characters. Like that seems yeah. for me, that's worth it. Yeah. I also do love that game. I'm definitely going to play it. I wish yeah. the structure of the DLC packs for Fire Emblem was different in yes. that they weren't just kind of like these side stories and yeah. like interwoven into the game. They were like, you know, for people who finished the game, there would be like a clear next chapter, like, or like yeah. how blood and wine was done in Witcher 3, yeah, talk you know, more something about like that. that. Yeah, um, but I'm totally going to play this. I'm yeah. curious if they're going... So those four characters, if you complete the side story, they will then be added to the rest of the story and you can recruit them and play with them. Right. But, I mean, they added uh, Anna as as a character, uh-huh. but she didn't have any support um, scenes or anything. Yeah. And yeah. I was very disappointed about that, which made it made me not care about her at all. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. I think it's cool. cool. Like I'm, I'm interested in like chatting up new students and stuff. I think the the <laughs> the dude that they focused not like that. <laughs> I just students. want to make friends. Um, yeah. uh, I think nice the, if you had some friends. I think the. <laughs> it's good to be back, everybody. Um, I think that the the like the main dude that they focused on, like the big like hunky dude with like the dual claws. Yeah, like that just wasn't doing it for me. Like I, you know, I don't need to be that guy's friend, but yeah. <laughs> It's fine. It looks cool. I'll play it. I I will also play it, but we'll see if I don't know. Twenty five dollars. It is kind of a lot, honestly. As last time, I was really into Fire Emblem, and I heard about the cats, and then I just immediately went and spent the money on the DLC. So there they just go. have to have yeah. one thing that makes me really want it. Oh yeah, the cats in the in the steam room, and I was just like, steam room's good too. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, this is worth twenty five dollars. I can pet <laughs> cats and go in a sauna, like for sure. So I don't know. If that's don't take the cats into the sauna. No, they might like that. Some cats like water. It's very rare. It's true. But it does hang out. Happen. I mean, my cat does hang out in the sun on purpose to get hot. I sure. don't understand it. My cat likes hanging out in my bathroom when I'm taking a shower. So I think she likes a sauna. Steam and heat. Some no cats cat. like it. <laughs> Two weird dogs though. Mm-hmm. Also, really quickly, just want to mention that Pokemon Twilight Wings miniseries episode one is out now on Pokemon's YouTube channel. They it's a seven minute long animated short set in the Galar region. You see some of Leon and Chairman Rose and a bunch of other characters. It's really sweet and heartwarming. And we'll get a new episode of these each month. Uh, each month. <laughs> I know. I was like very disappointed like, by that. It's going to be seven episodes. It's like, well, we'll finish this in seven months. Wow. <laughs> seven minutes long? Yes. Yeah, it's like six or seven minutes. It's it's pretty short. Um, the other series that they did before uh, was only three minutes. So it is longer. longer. Okay. Double the time. All right. And it's voice acted. It's, it's yeah. nice. Okay. It is really nice. Yeah. The animation's great. I really like the different tone it sets compared to the regular anime series it mm-hmm. seems a, a little bit more mature because it follows stories that isn't about ash mm. 
Um, also, we Universal revealed some more information about the Super Mario Land details, the theme park, which I thought might be interesting. Zach, you shared a music, oh, the music video. video. It's like, just the most baffling <laughs> thing to me. This video, like, cool. Like, I I got no qualms with Charlie XCX. I think like some of her music is good. I just thought it was a, a kind of a weird partnership for Nintendo, like to choose her as like the you know but then also like it's a two and a half minute music video that doesn't show any of the actual land itself it doesn't give you a sense of the ride it does give you the impression that like okay you'll get like a disneyland style wristband and okay there will be an app that like gamifies what you're doing and like okay there's a lot of like computer generated like swirly madcap antics that like hint at what some of the attractions might be but like I watched about the first half of that video and then scrubbed through the rest of it because I was like, well, sh- show me what's actually being yeah, built. Like, show me yeah. what we... But it's just not there. And so this is like... This is just like a hype generation thing for the the Japanese opening. Um, I, I There were a couple of funny moments where like at the beginning, everyone's playing Switch and like having a great time and then a giant pipe just like erupts out of the ground and they're like, yeah, we're jumping in. But like if that happened in real life, it would be terrifying. Like yeah. if you were riding the bus and a giant pipe just appeared out of nowhere, I don't know. Um, I would not jump in it. Yeah, it, it reminded me a little bit of the Pokemon Go reveal trailer, like the big kind of like people yeah. running around and battling in real life. So it's like you're not seeing the actual gameplay. You're not seeing the actual yeah. rides. Like we didn't see the Mario Kart ride, for example, um, that they're building. Um, but you do get a sense of the style. And like we've seen photos of uh, the Mushroom Kingdom being built, um, you know, in Universal Studios Japan. We'll have to wait a little bit in the U.S. But yes. um, you can see some of the elements like that kind of uh, new Super Mario uh, kind of like two and a half D look is yeah. what they're going for. Totally. Like that, that kind of sculpted uh, look is what they're going for. And they use that in this video too. And I, 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 the thing that I mostly thought about when I saw that video and how much they're leaning into that art style was like, oh, this is what the movie's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Like they're obviously going to oh, yeah. use like this at least as similar as possible to that art style for the movie because like they're already training this audience yeah. like this is what Mario is now so I was hoping it have more like screams of let's Mario or something like that I did think it was weird <laughs> where like in the middle of the song they just started incorporating Mario music I was but- like but like almost like a minor key, right? Yeah, it was like, like it a was, weird. Yeah, it was, it was like oh, I'm trapped in some Mario a nightmare. Haunting. Yeah, it was, a, it was very a haunting. Weird. Yeah, so I know they they did do a press release in Japanese, so I couldn't watch it. But from this uh, article in Newsweek, they did pull out some like key things. Um, so guests will collect key challenges that can be used to unlock additional gameplay opportunities, including boss battles. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, they are calling Super Nintendo World a life-size living video game. Mm-hmm. So there will be achievements. There will be interactive app on your phone. There will be Video games have achievements? I know, right? Like, and Nintendo's finally adding achievements. Who would have right. thought it would be a, you a, to go to the theme, theme park, park to get uh-huh. to it? <laughs> and interactive blocks and some other things. And it's opening in Osaka this summer. Do you Do you think that, like... An aerial view of that theme park, people like experiencing that theme park would look like uh, old school ESO or WoW, where it's just like a bunch of people like crowding around like one hub, like getting a quest. Yeah. I think it looked like, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll look like the Wii U menu. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, that's very good. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm in Japan in April, so it's not going to be uh, open yet, mm. but. Um, 
You know, it's supposed to open okay. in the summer. Pear, right? Pear told me yesterday that I could go on IGN's Dime and write up a nice preview and stuff. I don't so. think that was Pear. Yeah, I Pear said I think Bear. Yeah. We can do it together. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, Pear called me and Casey last night. It was oh, like, okay. Hey guys, I put this conference call together to let you know you're going to Japan. Thank you, Pear. That's okay. very cool. We appreciate Sorry, it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Miranda, I forgot to call oh, you. Man. <laughs> Apparently. I'm going to go anyway. I will go, ba- I will go back to Universal in Orlando once this opens here. So yeah, I haven't yeah. gone in like 10 years. So it's given me an excuse to go back to the theme park. This year I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television. Uh, the Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was Kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN, and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with, like, Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea, and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, It's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, Um unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. Uh, That link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. So... That's about all the small news. Let's go on to the big news, what? including there was a huge smash direct this morning, guys. It was like Sorry. 40 minutes long. Did- well, hold on, Buster. What? Hold okay. on. Okay, look. Let's get this over with. So the new smash character in the first, the first of the DLC pack of <laughs> yeah. this year is another sword user. 
Another Fire Emblem sword Another user. Fire Emblem sword but user. But there's a bow, I know. Too, I'm kidding. And, it's Byleth. Yes, and yeah. he or she, you can choose either of the um, characters in Fire Emblem Three Houses, can use the different um, heroes' relics mm-hmm. from the um, house heads. So yeah. like yeah. Claude's mm-hmm. and Edelgard's and Dimitri's um, heroes' relics Byleth can also use in Smash. Right. So they, they're, they're, they make maps. fun of the they sword They do. They make fun thing. of it. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. It was really like, funny. Yeah. I loved... I love the trailer. I, I think that, that the Smash announcements are like my favorite thing that modern Nintendo does. Yeah. And I really like this one. I thought it was really smart that they used like an actual moment from Three Houses to frame this like announcement, you know? It's, it's such a like a great moment too that just yeah. lends itself really well to it. It's like, yeah. okay, here's a massive little pivotal point when they're like, Violet is like internal and like right. dealing with something like potentially death. They're like, you know what? The answer, answer here. It's yeah. just Smash. Yeah, you gotta go my Smash. Favorite, yeah. My favorite quote was, so joining Smash consumes even the darkness itself? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, really? It was yeah. really funny, though. And it, it's also funny, going back to that sword moment, like, Byleth goes and gets beat up, and they're like, mm, maybe swords aren't the thing for you. And that's how they uh-huh. use the other three weapons, which is really great. Right. <laughs> it's... I mean, the the uh, feedback from Smash fans on the yeah. internet is going to be overwhelmingly negative, not because of how the character will play or even the kind of the sword angle uh, part of it, but because we have so many Fire Emblem yeah. characters and the timeline of adding Fire Emblem characters to the Smash universe has been so compressed, right? Like when we played the very first Smash Brothers uh, game, we had kind of like these, these uh, top level core characters from Nintendo and then... All of a sudden, like over the last couple of years, we just got this barrage of Fire Emblem uh, characters into the game. So I, I can see how people have fatigue and wanted something Absolutely. new. Absolutely, I think especially, too, because obviously everyone, or at least a lot of people, did love Fire Emblem Three Houses, myself included. But maybe this is not the character we need right now. Yeah. No, it's like, oh, no. we just had an adventure with them. I don't J- necessarily Japan begs to de- differ, of there. course. So, I think yeah. Byleth will be really big over Sakurai there. Sakurai made kind of a good point. I think he said there were 17 Fire Emblem games so far. So... Uh. That's that's a lot, a lot of, of characters. That's a lot of popular games. Uh, I know, but like, I mean, I'm not a Waluigi fan, but like, that's a more known character because of the, you know, the history of the Mario franchise. Yeah. Why are you grinning at me? <laughs> I just me? feel so bad for Waluigi fans because I keep forgetting, and the it's like. It's like, you know, when you're in a big crowded room and there's like a lot of good people and then yeah. in the back corner, there's people just shouting something. That's yeah. Waluigi fans. Like they're yeah. still shouting like, why? When is our <laughs> but, time? But the, but the difference, of course, is like the the, Mar- uh, the Mario games over the years, the main character is always Mario and yeah. Luigi pops in. We got those taken care of. Whereas like every Fire Emblem game, virtually everyone has a different set of yeah. heroes and lead characters. And so, yes... That franchise, by its nature, is just set up to have new protagonists, just like a new Final Fantasy game has a new right. lead character. Mm. Um, yeah. So it, it uh, is what it is. It, it didn't. I'm a huge Three Houses fan. It's my game of the year yeah. uh, last year, and like I was like, mm, okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the thing for me. Is like I am a, like a lapsed Smash player. When mm-hmm. Smash first came out, I played it a ton and was like really loving playing online. And I've just sort of dropped off. And I think with each new character announcement, I. I keep thinking like, oh, maybe this will be the character that pulls me back into the game. Right. And this morning, like watching that direct and it was like, ah, it's Byleth. And I was like, oh, I love Byleth. But even this is not like this same sort of 
character is not enough for me to like really reinvest. But I think the idea that like you can switch up weapons, you know, those weapons are matched, uh, mapped to directional buttons. So you can switch weapons on the fly. Maybe there is enough variety there to make that character feel like not a standard sword fighter. Yeah. And what, what I like about, uh, you know, the best character reveals and character editions are always the ones where something new comes to the smash universe like when like you know uh the the richter and, and you know when the belmonts join you get this whole like lineup of great music from the mm-hmm. castlevania franchise mm-hmm. that hasn't been part of it and even though we'll of course get you know the main melody from three houses like the fire emblem franchise was so well represented with its core theme and all of that and so it doesn't yeah. feel as new or fresh as like banjo kazooie joining you For, know, like forgive me smashman but is uh is the garrick mock stage new yes as well mm-hmm. okay that's what mm-hmm. i thought yeah because I, I saw that in the trailer and i thought oh that's kind of cool that they'd throw yep. That in there. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to have like students in the background too. Yeah. yeah. It's very nice. To see. And there will also be other costumes uh, based on other three houses characters uh for Byleth. Um I'm 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 thinking with you guys. Like I like Byleth. I really like Fire Emblem Three Houses. This is fine. I'm yeah. I'm curious. I'll I'll boot it up when it when but Byleth comes out and of, test them out. Of anything, I think the character announcement just made me want to play more three houses. What, so. <laughs> yeah, a be- a better yeah. way to reveal this would have been to do this one later and as part of like an E3 reveal you like you bring out Byleth and then you have one more surprise character you know how like it's always fun when they play with the audience and they fake you out whereas like with a direct like this and with Byleth I think everybody would have been disappointed if they had done the fake out, right? Yeah. Like, it was good that they just got to the point and said, hey, it's a Fire Emblem character. Like, they didn't Um, try to trick you. I, I, I was thinking about it after the announcement was made and I was a little disappointed, but I was trying to think like, okay, but what what character would I really want in Smash? You know, like at this point, there's so many characters in Smash from the Nintendo Pantheon that it's like, I don't know what other Nintendo characters I would really... Just off in the corner, the Waluigi fans are screaming. I don't care about the Waluigi. Well, and I yeah, mean, like, like... Fighter, I'm sorry. E- e- even, yeah. even the Pokemon fans, I'm sure, have uh, about 100 answers to that question. But, like, well, sure. Any the, the new Pokemon. Yeah, but, a but new the, would be cool. But, but the, the crossover You're trying stuff. to fight with Wooloo? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Add Wooloo, oh you powers. yeah. I just... God, please you. don't. They have Pichu. And Add no Wooloo. edible Pokemon either. But, but like, the crossover <laughs> stuff has been so well-received, you know, like Joker and Banjo-Kazooie and and you know Richter and all of that like there are so many franchises that have touched the Nintendo Switch now and that are on their way in the future you know we're getting uh, obviously we got re-releases of The Witcher and all of that and so there are a lot of opportunities to integrate those and all of those franchises those beloved franchises have this great music and these great stages and and items and and things I I love the music in Three Houses yeah Yeah. Yeah, it's good but it's another Fire Emblem track the rumor was like the heavy rumor was that Dante was going to be the character Mm -hmm. and like I spent a significant portion of my life playing Marvel versus Capcom three when that game was hot mm-hmm. and Dante was like my main fighter. So I would have loved to have Dante in I smash. Like, I would have, I, been, that would have mm-hmm. been so perfect. And you know, just outside of the wheelhouse of, of, you know, the Nintendo Pantheon, I think it would be really nice, but yeah. also Geralt has made a bunch of appearances in fight. Well, I guess just, uh, Soul. was it Tekken or soul caliber that yep. he was in? Yeah. yeah. And, but he would be cool in there too. Plus he'd get all that great Witcher music. Mm hmm. Yeah, and, and a stage based on Toussaint. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But there, I mean, there, there are more if you just kind of look at what is popular on the Nintendo Switch now and what's coming from some of the third parties. There, there's there's some bigger stuff out. There's some bigger characters out there that could make the the jump over. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to do another big vote. Uh, 
And it's kind of funny, like when you look at the me costumes, right? Cuphead could have been a standalone yeah. character. Yeah, yeah a lot that's of, a lot of me the costumes. But the costume looks just yeah. like him. Let's right? let's do a rundown of the yeah. me fighter costumes. So we got um, Altair from the first Assassin's Creed, um, Rabid uh, from. Rabbids. I'm happy they didn't make that. Those guys. <laughs> um, Miranda's favorite. <laughs> uh, X from Mega Man X. Uh-huh. Uh, Mega Man EX. E. EXE. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then um, Cuphead. And they're all they're all me. That's good. And costumes. Cuphead and comes honestly, with the music. Yeah. That's so which cool. is awesome. And honestly, the trailer that they do for these is they're always really cute. Like they yeah. put yeah. Cuphead in the side scrolling. Um, and it's a shooter style, so it kind of like looks. But he like fires from his game. finger, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so it's cute. But they could have they could have been standalone characters. I know Miranda, you're happy Rabbit isn't, but like it could have been. There was a rumor about Rayman in the past, and it's, it feels like Rayman is just right now isn't big enough to yeah. make the cut. But like Cuphead is still fresh on the Switch, and it was a big success, right? I, I think the weirdest one here is Mega Man Exe. Like I like yeah. Battle Network a lot. I played yeah. a bunch of those games. Watch uh, the anime. But it was like, <laughs> but what's think, he doing there? But I think that's perfect for costumes. Like, I love that, you know, some of the smaller characters are going over as costumes. And Altair, come on, that's like, but, how many f- how many Assassin's Creed games ago now? He's mm-hmm. one of the more beloved I think characters it's weird. in the franchise, but still. I think it's cool. weird that, that it's X for Mega Man X and Mega Man EXE, who are yeah. both gunner characters. Why not X for Mega Man X and, like, Zero, who is a sword mm-hmm. fighter from that same franchise mm-hmm. that could be... You know, a variation on a theme. Why? Why two gunners from Mega Man? I want to do this thing. We're we're running uh, for Pokemon fans. Go to IGN before Sunday and vote on our Pokemon face-off. So we're trying to figure out what new Pokemon we'd like to, what you would like to see in Sword mm-hmm. and Shield. And we we do this versus where you can vote endlessly. It's basically a process of elimination, like random Pokemon pitted against each other, and we record all the data. So like millions of votes later, we will be able to build a ranking. I want to do this for Smash hopefuls in the future. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. And just like pile in like 300 characters from all sorts yeah. of franchises. Like realistic ones, right? Like we're not going to get... Uh, Ashley from Mario Bear. I mean, Ooh, Ashley very be good. good. She could be cool. Yeah. That's basically you, right? Yeah. 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 So I'd be into it. Might be locked up in legal, right? So um, there are six additional Hi. fighters in development already. A lawsuit from the Sanchez estate. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Excuse Fighters me. Pass Volume 2 will be available for purchase on January 28th. And that's when Byleth will be available as well. And um, the fighters have already been decided. Hmm. So we'll see. That makes sense. I feel like these would take a long time to develop if they've also got the stages and they want to get music going. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this. This is... Party. Like we talked about how daunting it would be to create a follow up to Ultimate, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's such a big game. And like this is the perfect uh, approach. Like if they go another three years with DLC characters, I'm in. I think yeah. that's so great. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need a sequel anytime soon until like hardware and everything gets way upgraded and just keep adding characters. Yeah, I, I think, think cool. I think that that smash as a platform is a smarter idea than releasing, mm-hmm. you know, Smash Ultimate 2 or Smash Yeah. Penultimate, going <laughs> backwards. I want them to do this with Mario Kart and do all. I was there. just gonna say, yeah, I would love for every them to just ever. release like Mario Kart, yeah, yeah, and have it, yeah, and then do keep that game around for five, six years and do DLC. I mean, they have so many old legacy tracks they could just. Mm-hmm. They absolutely Mario Kart with. is ready for an ultimate treatment. I can't believe that DK Jungle isn't in Mario Kart Eight. I mean, to be completely honest, so <laughs> there there are a couple of disappointing tracks that didn't make it. Yeah. That was a dig at DK John. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, so that's about all we... Is, do you have any last comments on Smash? What character do you think they will add this year? 
what character do I think they'll add this yeah. year? I think they'll what is your totally do Waluigi. Like it's just the, <laughs> like it's gonna happen. Unless, Maybe an E3 announcement. Yeah, I could see that happening. This is just one of those. Like that is still kind of like a core Pantheon character, unless you count like Toad. You know, like that's a core big franchise character, even though he's on the lesser end of the the scale. Like it just makes sense for for him to come across because like they have basically all the Pokemon leads. They definitely have all the Fire Emblem leads now, right? Yeah, They're good to go. Uh, I'm gonna guess one of the the starter the Pokemon starters from Sword and Shield. Now that they announce it, can mm. they can Gigantamax, and that will be its super. I oh, feel yeah. like they'll definitely do a Pokemon still among the yeah. six. Don't Eventually. You think? They, they'll do franchise care. I would love, you know, selfishly, I love the F- F-Zero franchise, and I feel like there are more characters like Samurai Goro can make the cut mm-hmm. in. Um, but there's, we also don't know what's going to happen with the Mario franchise and whether Mario is going to introduce a new character uh, in the next one. And I feel like Smash is most successful when it aligns with a release. Like yeah. It creates mm-hmm. this excitement that you're, you get this kind of crossover. My, so I hope that happens, that we'll see something alongside a new game. My vote would be for a Breath of the Wild 2 version of uh, Princess Zelda. Ooh. I think that'd be really cool if she was like maybe a little more um, like geared towards her moveset in that game, mm-hmm. whatever that may be, or, or like yeah. or, um, had more of her powers from the first Breath of the Wild, or something. Or like whoever that. the 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 bad guy or uh, lady is in the new game. <laughs> you like, don't think it's well, gonna be it Ganon? Be it's, be Ganon. It, it's Ganondorf's mom, <laughs> it obviously, Ganon? from the uh, <laughs> yeah. Ganondorf's mummy mom from the trailer. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. But um, yeah, we should totally do this face off and yeah. like, just have everybody tossing characters and see what comes out on top. Coming sometime be next. Really interesting. Sometime soon. Yep. Hopefully, we'll see. So last week on Thursday, there was a very large Pokemon Direct that I very incorrectly predicted would be mostly about Pokemon Home. So we did not wait to record NBC like we did this week. And I was very wrong. There was a ton of really crazy new stuff, including quick recap, because I'm sure everyone who cares already got all their news. Um, But there will be an expansion pass for $30 and includes both the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra expansions. Each of those DLC packs, the first one coming in June, the second one coming in fall, will include 100 plus returning Pokemon, new Pokemon, um, new stories, new characters, uh, new Gigantamax forms. And each of those areas is kind of like the wild area where there will be max raid battles and Pokemon dens. It's a ton of stuff, and it is replacing the third version that they usually do, like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, mm-hmm. or Pokemon Yellow, or Pokemon Crystal. It's they are going to be these expansions instead. So that sounds like a positive, user-friendly move for the Yay. franchise, right? Like, the, yes. the knee-jerk reaction to DLC from a lot of users is always, from a lot of gamers, is always to say, like, ah, nickel and diming, adding mm-hmm. more stuff, but, like... As a change to their strategy of making us really enticing us to buy a third version, I think this is really good. We've seen this happen. Go ahead. ahead. Uh, We've just seen this happen a lot with Nintendo games that we don't expect to get big DLC. Mm -hmm. And like seeing come to Pokemon is honestly just such a relief. And I know a lot of people are kind of upset about the whole added Pokemon thing and being like, oh, we'll have to pay more to get more Pokemon. But to clarify, you don't have to buy the expansion pack to port those old Pokemon into your game. Mm-hmm. As soon as you can these trade expansions- with Casey. Well, as soon as these expansions come out, Pokemon Home will be available and you'll be able to transfer your old Pokemon in just like it would have been if these expansions didn't exist. So just like in the previous game, like in Pokemon Sun and Moon, there are Pokemon that weren't able to be natively caught mm-hmm. in the Alula region, but you can still transfer them from your old games. So you can still do this, but you can also catch them if you get the expansion. So yeah. kind of like best of both worlds. Yeah. Absolutely. 
I'm enjoying Pokemon Sword and Shield. I'm excited to have more of it. Um, I think that that a lot of the reaction that I saw about this announcement was like, "Oh, this is just further proof that they shipped an unfinished game. Like, mm-hmm. this is just more more proof that you know they're holding out on us." And it's like, this is how DLC has worked since 2006. Like, mm-hmm. I you know I think it's a very modern approach for Nintendo yeah. to take and Game Freak to take with this to be like, mm-hmm. hey, rather than wait a year and sell you the same game that you have to start over with new Pokemon and new areas. Here's a $30 buy-in that allows you these, you know, two full new stories with new max raid battles and new Pokemon. New characters. Um, yeah, that add, like, just adds directly to your game and you don't have to start over and play through the whole game again. I think yeah. it's yeah, great. It's, I think it's okay, the best of both worlds. Selfishly, I want developers to take all the time to get the game ready and add as many features as possible. That's why you're the only one in the office that isn't mad about no, the cyberpunk delay. <laughs> I am mad about the cyberpunk delay, but I have more time to play Animal Crossing and... And, uh, and fi- uh, Final Fantasy VII, yeah. for example, right? But, um, <laughs> but like, I think Nintendo would have been in trouble if they didn't have Pokemon last holiday season. That's mm. such a big selling point for, especially, you know, the the, the Switch Lite, the light switch. Um, I like, I understand why they built a game that was a little bit more compact, and so I, I have no problem with fans complaining that it was missing some stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a totally fair for people to be mm-hmm. disappointed in something. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm not saying you can't be. Yep. Um, for me, I don't, making games is really hard. Like, Pokemon has... There's so many Pokemon! <laughs> I don't know, I just like, there's so many animations, you have everything at the camp, and I know there's like a lot of hubbub about that, but I don't mind giving them more money so that they can be rewarded for their work. Like, I'm I'm one of those very big advocates of, like... It's, it's, it's worth... Yeah, it's like, creative work is really hard, and it's not valued very well. And it's like, if we need to pay a little bit more to get, like, more story, more cool things, so that they can just keep doing their things and pay their employees properly, that's totally worth it. I think the problem comes in when, you know, when there's a competitor that does all that, but for the same price, yeah, right? And, and that happens, right? Games are not always aligned. There are some studios that pour their heart into a game and it still costs 60, 60 bucks and yeah. they took five years to make it, right? Like, GTA is a good example where, like, they work for many years on a GTA game and you get this giant freaking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there are people who it's don't all, like those sometimes either, but... Varied, for yeah. sure. But I don't feel like, to the point of, would I rather have a whole new game that is the same thing with these editions and have to start from the beginning right. or just have this expansion? I'd always rather pick the expansion. I agree yeah. with that. I, I mean... It doesn't feel like this is, I mean, as far as we know, it doesn't look like it's something that we're we're just like stripped out and like missing from this core story. It's not like something, because there's definitely been DLC like that. Like I'm looking at you, Mass Effect, like you had a core thing that was taken out that's important for context and you had to buy later. Like that is a So the Shadow Broker DLC? No. No. That was important too. It's Leviathan. The Leviathan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is like huge. It's like such huge lore for that. Mm -hmm. And then so if it's something that is like important to your game then yeah that's absolutely a problem but when it's like just something extra yeah. then that's what it is yeah. and there have been times by the way where where companies have shipped a game and the DLC was already on the disc or it was already part of the file yeah, right yeah. like which is which to me is really yeah. icky like you yeah. you finish this thing and now you're holding it back so there's yeah definitely that's, that's not cool problems with yeah. DLC I, yeah. I also but, have a question why didn't when Game Freak was getting so much slack for there being missing Pokemon, why didn't they just say we're going to add them in free updates later? Oh, that would have made it so much worse. Right? Yeah. Like, no, that would have made why? it so much worse. But like, it's like we're not done. They will be available for free like in past games so that you could transfer them in. Hmm. It's just not going to be available at launch. Then, and they're not... that 
it's not available at launch in the previous games either. You had to wait for like Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Home compatibility. Think, like Pokemon Bank compatibility. I think they're not rather. good at communicating yeah. with their yeah. fan base. Like, to be honest, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but also maybe their plans are in flux, right? Maybe yeah. they thought, hey, let's create this game and, you know, we'll work on something else. And then they see the feedback and like, oh. I really yeah. wish they just have more time to develop the next Pokemon game. Like just a lot more time to figure things out, like really take yeah. advantage of new tech and just not be pressured on the cycle to release new iterations quickly. Or, I mean, like look at what it did for Breath of the Wild. Or go bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the, the I I feel like the there are a lot of animations and therefore it's hard to get it done in time. That you can hire more companies to yes. render animations, yeah. Yeah. animate you stuff can. for you, well, render the Pokemon. But like that balance and the gameplay, that obviously you kind of need a core team that's very tight and you can't chop it up. Like Ubisoft's really good at chopping up stuff. Yeah. Don't point um, at me. <laughs> you know, as you know, they'll have a team work on multiplayer and then they have a team work on single player. Like so I think that'd be really difficult to do for yeah. a Pokemon game. Well, Nintendo's already doing that though with a lot of their other franchises, right? Well, like, game, but Game Freak isn't Nintendo. Right. Yeah. Right. I understand so, that, but yeah. like. Because of Nintendo's uh, obvious, like, not ownership of Game Freak, but, like, close working relationship Mm -hmm. and, honestly, like, financial dependency on, like, you know, both ways, I I think that Nintendo could totally step in and be like, hey, uh, this wild area is going to be developed by this totally capable team so that you guys can focus on XYZ options, right? Like, Mm -hmm. they had uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses was developed by, um, oh, my God. Who was the developer that worked on Fire Emblem? Intelligent uh, Systems. Intelligent Systems. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, having the opportunity to, like, take those those pieces and farm them out is something that, like, every other major publisher is doing. Well, Smash yeah. was made like that. Right. Smash is like, how many companies worked oh, on that sucker? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So they do work with other companies, mm-hmm. but, like, to the extent... I guess it's like a different extent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd be really interested to see like their entire like development plans. Like, what does a Pokemon game in scope look like for development? Like, what teams do you have on this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just get it break it broken down to see what goes on. If very behind the scenes, they'll never tell you that though. Oh, oh absolutely <laughs> not. But just like out of curiosity, yeah. because of what we've had so far, it's like yeah. what could be changed to make it maybe better or more efficient. Sure. But sometimes a designer also, you know, like. I, 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 again, I don't buy the uh, the excuse that they couldn't have created all the the art and the, the the animations. But like sometimes the designer also has a vision and says, "Hey, I don't want this to be the everything. I want this to focus on certain types of Pokemon. I want to balance it." Um, and I gotta respect that too. But yeah. that doesn't mean that you can't voice your disappointment. With yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. Like everyone's allowed to be disappointed mm-hmm. or happy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's your opinion. That's always valid. So let's see where this thing goes. But I I am glad that they are adding more Pokemon um, is like they did in the past. So you can transfer your old ones. Over. And I'm so boring and vanilla because like I was just excited. I was like, Squirtle's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I'm hoping more starters come back. There's, I, I'm really excited about the Galarian legendary birds. I think they look they so cool. So cool. They needed that. They yeah. needed that glow up. Yeah. <laughs> they look really they're really excited. old. Huh? Very excited. You got, yeah. Oh, Zapdos, man. Okay. This looks awesome. They look really cool. I don't know. There are a lot of cool things. Um, I'm. Did you see that uh, Venusaur has bangs now? Ooh. Yeah, I did. <laughs> nice. They look great. Oh, yeah. Are you trying to relate? I'm. I'm excited. I'm, excited. I'm, excited. I'm doing what I can over I, here. Apparently, I'm a little irritated that there's exclusive, like the exclusive characters. Yeah. Are so different. I really the one you get like first shields. Or it's it's designed so bad. Really? It's like yeah. the psychic okay. guy. I forget his name. But Avery. Avery. My, yeah. Honestly, like my life for cub Fu. like i was just i love that little man so Aww. much he's so great like i don't even care about the the evolution what yeah, is it no. urshifu yeah. yeah like just i will 
like purposely not evolve that character just to have like a tiny karate teddy bear. You, <laughs> like, might, you might have a tiny <laughs> legendary as karate. Of, yeah, as part of the story because it's like there's a point when you have to choose what sort of form it's going to take. But it looks it like says, I won't be playing either of it these. Says it evolves. Stop. <laughs> just stop playing the story. That's it. It says it evolves into one of two different forms based mm-hmm. on the choices you make in the story, and they've never done that before. So I'm really yeah, because one of them is like, like a water type, and the other is uh, uh-huh. water and fighting, and then the other one is dark. like dark, dark and, and fighting. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, neat. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm glad it's an expansion and not the third version because I don't like having to replay 80% of the same game to get mm-hmm. some new stuff, even though overall they're usually better. So now we won't. You're yeah. a Monster Hunter fan. What are you talking about? <laughs> All those games are 80% love, the same game. Love no. doing the same thing over and over. No, it's slightly every battle in Monster Hunter is oh, slightly different <laughs> because they're, the monsters, they, anyway. Um, sometimes you chop off the tails. Sometimes you chop off the horns. This sometimes, is a red flavored dragon, not a yellow. Sometimes I trap you in a corner and you can't get out and you die. Mm-hmm, um, exactly. There's so many different weapons, though. You experience it different ways. Yeah. Anyway. Bendy sh- swords, straight swords. Okay, keep going. They Go announced on. more in that Pokemon Direct, more than just the Sword and Shield expansion pack, including Pokemon Rescue Dungeon Rescue Team DX, which is a remake of the original Rescue Team Red and Blue. Mm-hmm. I never had to play them, so I'm super excited. So mystery dungeons are basically procedurally generated dungeons, and they are turn-based, and when you walk, other things in the dungeon also move. And oh, so it's like a it's like an Etrian Odyssey kind of thing. Did you like? It's like the old Totoneko Mysterious Dungeon oh. franchise. Mm. Yeah, Pokemon Fide. Mm-hmm. So that demo is available right now, and you can move your save into the full game once it, once it comes out in March. And the first thing you do is a personality test, mm-hmm. and the personality test will tell you not only your nature but what Pokemon you will be. And I asked everyone here to please do the personality test so we can tell you. <laughs> What everyone is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was very painful to do it. Was it? Pair. Because <laughs> those games are so janky. Wait, what? I know there's so many. My daughter loves this franchise. Like, it's one of the top franchises, but it's like a Flash game. Aww. Like it's like technically, hey. I love it. Like, it's it super great. cool. Yeah, and then so the game, and then the game moves, and you're on this stupid digital track, and like it's like choppy, and like the speed, like. I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't want to offend the it's mysterious dungeon. Sure. Seems like Pear's personality so... test results were rude to me. Like I, I played a mysterious dungeon game back in the '90s, and I feel like they're very similar now. And sure. I feel like this is a franchise ready for evolution. But no. I mean, sometimes if you like oatmeal, you just want to eat a bowl of oatmeal. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. I, no sugar. If you, if no you like doing the same thing over and over, then franchise is for you. Uh, <laughs> but I took the personality quest. The personality Dragon test. Dragon so is much as the personality start? tested, man. No, right? Jeez. <sighs> Zach, let's start with you. Yeah. Um, so one thing about the personality test that I think is really funny is that there's like, they, they give you all these questions with these options, you know, and like there's very little middle ground. And the first question is like, do you like carnivals? And it was like, hell yeah, I love carnivals. Or no, I hate carnivals. And it was like, I didn't get that one. Like, yeah, so the questions, either. every time it's you do different. it, the questions are different. So, yeah. I mean, the, where was the option where it's like, I've, I've been to some carnivals, they're <laughs> fine. Like, um, I, my, uh, 
what was it? Personality. Um, oh, brave. Yeah, I was right? brave. Uh, and then my my Pokemon was uh, Machop, which I really like. Machop. You're brave, Machop. Yeah, and then you get to pick a sidekick, and I yeah. chose Squirtle. Obviously, duh. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's really funny when I look at the feed. I look taller than you in the feed. I keep adjusting my seat. Are you like moving down I, or something? Like yeah. if I were if I were not sitting down, I was actually standing. Right. You can see the, the size difference. Every now and the pair is very yeah. short. Yeah, it's uh, it's like how they did the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, I did yeah. the test. I am uh, sassy, uh, and I am Trico. So sassy I'm a sassy Trico. trico. Um, all of the questions, they, I had very very clear answers to everything, mm-hmm. and like I, I could tell where this was going. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I they were going to tell me I'm sarcastic, right, and uh, and mean to. Mystery they, Dungeon fans. Okay. Oh. They dragged us. So I didn't. I also got sassy, but I am a sassy Torchic. And I actually got the same thing. Wow. <laughs> so we're all sassy yeah. here on NBC. And for, see, I feel like Zach you're more benign there. than sassy in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like when, the, things, the things they say about sassy people is really mean. They say, do you friends sometimes call you conceited and vain? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like... Um, excuse me. I, not to my face. It's pretty much like, are you accidentally mean all the time? It's like, excuse me. I was like, yeah. Say some pretty arrogant much. things yeah, that totally. offend people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, they were okay. They're not that mean to other other character time span. Mm-hmm. And it like kind of insinuates that you're about to like beat up the narrator too. <laughs> it's like, I feel oh, like so as weird. a member of the sassy community, maybe yeah. you guys aren't completely sassy. You're on like borderline. I was very level. sassy this yeah. morning, but okay. it's not, it's not that level so always. I also, I redid the test as well. And I was honest each time, but they give you a different set of questions mm-hmm. every time. And I got a different result all three times that I did it. The weird. second time I did, what? I did it. I got, huh? What was the weirdest question you got? Um, you break a rotten egg in your room uh, do you smell it first or do you immediately open a window? <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh. I had, uh, if you could, if you could talk to your country's leader right now or something, what would you do? Oh. It's like, be happy, be angry. And one was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, keep politics out of video games. Yeah. Right? yeah. Kids. And also, it's like, which, which leader? Like, yeah, mine was like, well, take leader. your left hand and just grab a finger on your right hand. It's like, which one did you pick? And it's like, what, what does that Weird. mean? Anything? Wow. I got to take this test over. This is awesome. It's so strange. Yeah, I want to do it again. It was funny, though. The writing was funny, like yeah. how the game gets mad at you. Oh, it was really For funny. just who you are. I'm but like, come what, on, leave me alone, so man. Tom, twice, right? So I did it twice. The second time I got a uh, timid mudkip. And mm-hmm. the third time I got a, I don't, I don't even remember, something squirtle. But like... Um, so Tom got a calm mudkip, and they were so nice to him. That makes sense. I could see. Yeah, yeah he's totally calm. a calm mudkip. Yeah, like, that is a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Aww. Aww. Well done. Or like Mr. Mime has a bow tie, though. Yeah. That would have been a good yeah. one too. Yeah. So I don't. Know, if anything, I'd say do the personality test. I think it's fun and interesting. Yeah. I kind of wish I want there to be a version of the test that asks you all of the questions. Yeah. So you yeah. have a more concrete answer as to what type nature and pokemon you are but you know we'll just have to live with the short one yep someone someone out there make go make the, the fan-made test i feel like what, it's got to be out there what yeah. do you guys think of the demo since i talked crap about it did you enjoy it I've, i only had time to do the, oh, the quiz unfortunately okay. yeah. Yeah. i've also barely played it i okay. played the original one and i played super mystery dungeon and i liked them but i never finished any of them mm, yeah, yeah. My, um, when my daughter was li- little that's the only time she cried over a video game is <laughs> she finished 
one of them, she cried, and then I'm like, you can just play it again. She's like, yay! Oh, <laughs> yeah, so sweet. Yeah, that's really cute. Um, so I I can't be too mad at it. Yeah, there's good in it. <laughs> Makes yeah. little daughter happy. And, and now and now that there's no uh, Final Fantasy that month, everyone can just spend all of their time playing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Okay, fine. Um, but hey, there are some new games out this week that mm-hmm. some of you might be playing. Um, first, also, thank you, Tom Marks, for filling this out. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Um, first on the list is Puzzle and Dragons Gold, which is out on January 14th. It's for $15. I think it's on sale right now for $10. Um, I played a lot of this when I got I got it on Monday or Tuesday. I don't remember. I've played a ton. Uh, I liked it at first, and now I kind of hate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How come? So I loved the phone game, Puzzle and Dragons, the original Puzzle and Dragons yeah. mobile game. I put in way too many hours. I would make my lunch break. I worked in a nine to five office environment. I would make take my lunch break around when the daily events were happening. Perfect. Uh, I spent way too much money on it. Um, it was a really good game. Also spend way too much money on it. So I was like, oh, Puzzle and Dragons on the Switch. I don't have to spend money on it. Okay, yeah. awesome. Super yeah. excited. But? Um, I beat the story mode in... So there are two story modes, one for each character going to the same tournament. I beat them both in under two hours. Oh, but so um, it was actually the end. Yep, it was actually oh. the end. Oh, wow. And then there's a third uh, challenge, and it's literally just one fight. It's just one battle. <laughs> so you can beat... If you're good at Puzzle and Dragons, you can beat the entire like story in under two hours. And um, it's all, so in the phone game, it is all like PVE. So you are going through a dungeon and fighting monsters. And in this one, it's all PVP. And because, so after you beat the story, the only thing there is to do is to fight random people online. And it's kind of difficult to make a team based on what you're going up against because it you could be, you can make a light team and then go up against a team that's strong against you. So it doesn't even matter. And if you can't connect to someone online and they can't find you a partner, there's just nothing to do. <sighs> All right, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to play it. I, I played it. What was the last version on DS? Yes. Yeah. So I, play, I played that one. Now, for people who are not familiar with it, Puzzle and Dragons was one of the biggest money mm-hmm. makers in Asia mm-hmm. on mobile platforms. Mm-hmm. So like basically their Candy Crush, a game that for multiple years brought in billions of, well, tens of billions of yen. So it, it yeah. performed amazingly well there. It is a monster collecting RPG where you construct your team to synergize with each other. And then there is a skill base set to it where you are matching uh different colors mm-hmm. on a board um and it works really well with the touch screen i still really enjoy the gameplay i think it's really interesting and it really kind of like pulls me in but without a more robust story mode and more things to do it kind of loses steam really fast unfortunately <sighs> i'm kind of I'm disappointed yeah it seemed like you, the way so we were talking about this before and you framed it, it's like oh this is just like a fake out probably like it's gonna keep going it's Aww. gonna it's gonna keep going that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> would you recommend it to people that aren't familiar with the puzzle and dragon franchise though like i've never or played a puzzle dragons. and dragons um is this something that i should like look into is is it good enough to warrant purchase or if you really like pvp and really like those type of puzzle games like go go watch some gameplay of it mm. um I really like the gameplay, but mm-hmm. my favorite part of it was making teams to counter dungeons, dungeons and yeah, that okay. mm-hmm. that doesn't exist isn't in this, in this yeah. isn't in this version. Weird. So maybe so the answer for you is no. no. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like no. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I was really excited to come in here and be able to like talk up one of my favorite 
games yeah. and be like, oh, buy this. It's amazing. And like, I can't in good reason actually recommend it. Okay. Well, that's helpful. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks but for the warning. The 3DS game, though, is, is fun. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to go get that one. Anyway, mm-hmm. also coming out is Sorry, James. <laughs> I don't good segue. Um, I, Tom put it here for a reason, but he's not here to explain why. Yeah, so. I read the I read the description of this game. Tom sent it to me because we were having a good laugh over one of the bullet points in the description of this game is over half 100 levels. What? That just means that there's like more than 50 levels. Uh-huh. But why would they choose yeah, so over half 100 levels? OK, great. That's cute. I'm over half 60 years old. You like, are. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense. I don't, I don't like that. So you don't. That's you, all I know about that. Game. That's it. Yeah, okay. moving on. Yeah. I've, I've moving played on. this. I haven't played this yet, sadly. So yeah, we were counting on Tom, but uh, we're Tomless. Oh no! Sorry, James. Yeah. Yep. However, however, Super Crush KO is out on January sixteenth for fifteen dollars, and Perry's been playing it. I did play it. So this is if you're a longtime NVC watcher or listener, if you go back three years, we had an episode I think during the Game Developers Conference where we had three indie devs on the show. I think it was, Jose was hosting that, and one of them was uh, Mobin Fikri, and he worked on um, on Graceful Explosion Machine, that really kind of cool stylized like switch launch title. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, switch launch title, uh, really cool shoot 'em up, brutally hard. Um, and this is his and his team's follow-up to it, and it's different. It has shooting in it. Uh, you play as, it's very Nintendo-appropriate, you play as Karen, wow. <laughs> as the main character, good, good. and uh, you're trying to rescue your cat. Uh, I think Chubbs. Aww. And so it's a... Exactly. Like, they're in. <laughs> we're um, here for and it's it. this kind of, like, neon-looking side-scroller, beat-em-up. Like, think, like, final final fights with robot enemies, and you can shoot, but really smart game systems. Like, you can dodge through bullets or through, like, barriers. You can punch. Um, you get rewarded for combos. You get finishers. And then you have a lock-on, and you can shoot with uh, sh- the shoulder button. You can fire, and your gun overheats. Like, so very clear uh, systems, but it's fast-moving. It's smooth, and... And it's like they really they really know how to make uh, like create the sense of impact. You know, like in the Zelda franchise, when you hit something with a sword, like you really feel it. And they do the mm-hmm. same thing where it's like when you do something, and you get hit like it slows down and um, super it, cool art style, it, too. Yeah, it's really uh, it's fast paced fun. It's a game that really, um, you know, plays to you. Uh, it's all about your skill in kind of comboing and dodging. Um I've I've played a couple of levels, really digging it so far. It comes out, uh, it's out now, right? So if you're yes. listening to it, yeah. but um, quality game, I and mean, you can see, you know, indie studios sometimes take a very long time to have another game. It's been three years since we've had him on for Gem here, um, but like I, you can kind of feel the love that's poured into these titles. So I, I definitely think it's worth a look. Hmm. Next um, on this list, we have To the Moon, which is also out today uh, for twelve dollars. Yeah, it's one of Jared Petty's favorite games. I love To the yeah. Moon. It's a Miranda like e- e- kind of. I mean, I don't know. It's a it's a fantastic story game. So it's kind of got a little bit of puzzle elements, but it's about these two scientists who go into this dying man's memories to change something for him about his life. He wants this one big thing changed, and he wants to go to the moon. And so it's about them like backtracking, like where did it go wrong? Like what happened? Where didn't he get to go to do the moon? Mm. Um, and it's just so beautiful. And it's just like one of those games where you just kind of like you're sobbing by the end. It is it is so, so good. So like a fairly short story game, like a two hour thing? I forget or? exactly how yeah. long it is. It's it's more than two like hours for sure. story. Yeah, it's, it's longer. Um, but it is totally worth your time if you've never played it. The mm-hmm. third game in the series technically is coming out. It just follows these scientists on like their different mm-hmm. assignments. So like their, their whole thing is that they go into, you know, like 
older people's memories and then to change something for them. And so it's like kind it's of like an eternal of sunshine kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so this is the first one. I think it's probably the best one. The second one wasn't as good. Um, and they have a third one coming out this year. So it's very exciting to see that. Cool. I've never on. played this game. I, you kind of sold it on me. It's, really? it's seriously okay. such a beautiful game um, and very impactful. So I hope you guys give it a chance. Cool. Next game on the list is Regina and Mac um, out on January 16th for the Wii U, <laughs> not the Switch. Ooh. And uh, Tom's note here Wait. is, holy crap, <laughs> a new scratch. Wii U game. So this originally launched on Xbox One and PC in November. It's kind of like a Banjo-Kazooie platformer, but in the style of a Nintendo 64 game, but looks slightly worse than a Nintendo 64 game. But uh, the dev says on YouTube, since there has been confusion why the game is not released on a Nintendo Switch, Switch requires a different license from Nintendo than Wii U. So in order to be able to port the game to Switch, we would first have to get a developer's license for a Nintendo Switch, which is not easy for a three-person indie studio without a publisher. Hmm. And after learning about this, Tom and I went and looked for new Wii U games. And there's actually like a handful of Wii U games coming out this year still, like made by indie devs that I assume so probably That's have wild. a similar problem. Similar deal, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm sure Nintendo will see this comment and figure out how to get them a developer license because they've been really open to some smaller games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if it's if it's good, then... Yeah, it's like it's such uh, a bummer limitation. Mm-hmm. Like, I get yeah, it, yeah. but... Fun fact, I have two Wii U's hooked up in my house. Wow. One in my son's room and one in the living room still... Because everybody knows Nintendo Land is the best drinking game. Nintendo Land is great. I really wish my cat didn't knock over my Wii U back in the day and I could still play Nintendo Land. Cat! What's the cat's name? Um, His his name was Drogo. Drogo. The destroyer of the world. The car. And the Wii U. And uh, last, we got uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp Effie Encore out Mm -hmm. on the 17th, uh, which is tomorrow if you're watching it on the day of our podcast release um zach you played the original yeah i played about half of the original okay i didn't play all the way through it um very cool uh great art style very uh the best of both worlds in terms of like shin megami tensei and fire emblem it's like it's actually a lot more fire emblem than i think people realize Mm -hmm. um Amazing soundtrack, really, really cool battle system. Yeah. Like one of the coolest battle systems in a JRPG I think I've ever played. So mm-hmm. I played some um, of Encore and the battle system, when I was first looking at the UI, I was extremely intimidated, Yeah, uh-huh. but I caught on very quickly mm-hmm. and it's really cool. And Encore adds the ability to speed up through some of the uh, session animations, right. mm-hmm. which is when you uh, attack an enemy and you're in... It's super effective. I'm sorry. I'm just going to use Pokemon terminology. But it's super effective against the enemy. Well, it's like a critical hit, yeah. right? Yeah. And one of your teammates has a session attack that links to that one. They will go for free. And you can link up all of your teammates to do attack one enemy by choosing correctly. And um, because you could speed it up, this goes really fast. So even though it's turn-based, it doesn't feel slow. And honestly, the animations are they're just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's just a fun battle system. And it never felt slow. And yeah. I didn't no, feel it's, it's, bored. Yeah, the, the battle system does feel like really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool that this game is coming to Switch because I think it did not get a fair shot on the Wii U. Here. And it's nice that Atlas is making an appearance on the Switch because like we still haven't heard anything about SMT5 since mm-hmm. that initial right. tease, you know, back in 2017 yeah. at that January event. It has yeah. it has to we have to hear about it this year, yeah. right? Like, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, if it's, it's been in development, yeah, it's an E3 presentation, I'm sure. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I I recommend this game. This is uh, Andrew Goldfarb, friend of the show. One of his like f- one of his favorite RPGs of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
really cool. I'd, I'd like to pick it up and get back through it. Yeah. Um, I might do that. I'm still in the middle I got of a some lot of other things. long flights next week, so yeah. hopefully I can get a copy before then. I'm about 10 hours in. The anime cutscenes are really cool and mm-hmm. really well animated, and I'm really enjoying it so far. And I like in the dungeons. Um, there are there's some puzzles. It's nothing too groundbreaking, but you can just attack the random enemies mm-hmm. that you find, so you don't have to battle things over and over again if you have to backtrack, which is I very much appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like it. It's really cool. Um, I want to put more time into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can read our original review on IGN.com. Our original reviewer, Megan, gave the uh, original version a 7.6, which is good. Oh, almost great. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I would have gone higher. but Yeah, I would have too. I yeah. think I would have. But that's okay. We're not going to rewrite history. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, what is everyone playing this week? Besides Fire Emblem, not Fire Emblem, but uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp Effie Encore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Super Crash uh, KO, obviously, I talked about that a little bit. I uh, talked a little bit about Oddworld Strangers Wrath HD last week. I've been showing that game to everybody just to show, like, this is how you do a remake on the Switch. It's just a really nice version of it. it runs so well, and I have fond memories of playing it. So it's mm-hmm. an odd world third slash first person shooter game where your ammo is comprised of live creatures, wow. and like it's a you're a bounty hunter, basically like the, a Clint Eastwood creature, um, you know, complete with like poncho and everything, set in this wild west um, yeah. odd world universe, and like you are doing bounty hunting. So if you see an enemy, you can shoot, for example, spider ammo at them, this live spider, and it wraps them up with silk, and then you can go and collect them and get the bounty for it. So it has these really kind of cool gameplay systems in, in addition to puzzle solving, you know, sniping, setting up traps against enemies. You don't want to be detected, so you have certain critters that can act as traps. Um, it's just... It obviously is not a modern game, so it has like some of the hang-ups of no, it of is the, not some yeah. of the the old games like where it feels really mechanical uh, in progression levels and all that. It's not like this big open world game where you can go everywhere, but it's a really charming. Uh, it's a really charming game that I think was overlooked back in the day. Oh yeah, so this game was a uh, commercial failure. Like yeah. it was really like in terms of this is an Xbox exclusive, I think when it came out in 2005 yeah. and uh, Xbox one, not, not no, the original Xbox, Xbox. Yeah. But yeah. number yeah. one. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that, that uh, it was, it was like, I, I want to say it was published by EA was the publisher. I forgot who did it, but Lauren Landing was the, right. the lead on the yeah. project. Like just like Team on the old, you maybe, was Maybe. it THQ? Was, yeah. Like, I'm looking at... So I played yeah. Munch's Odyssey, which is the only Oddworld game I've played. Yeah. So that's a side-scroller. Uh, that's a side-scroller, yeah. Yes. With, with kind of like you die and you learn from dying, like that sort of setup, right? Yeah. This is very different. Um, it's not like that. You don't... There are no cheap kills. You don't learn through dying. Where, where I was going with that was like... Uh, I remember... I wasn't an Xbox guy, but I remember reading reviews and pieces about this game when it came out. The People were like, this is a masterpiece. Like, this game is groundbreaking mm-hmm. in a way that like you know we haven't really seen before i played like two hours of this game mm-hmm. on switch and it's it's it mm-hmm. feels like a game from 2005 yeah, and it, it looks all it the... looks nice but like in this day and age i i spent about two hours with it and was like that's enough like don't me. have the patience for <laughs> it yeah totally i yeah. really enjoy the world and oh, i'm, I'm right. just really happy to have something ported that actually runs well it does run really well looks yeah good and all of that, I think that um, that's when i would actually yeah. wanted to go to because yeah. i did like the odd world sort of yeah. series so yeah 
Really yeah. quirky even, games. Even though it's like I, I know some it's of those deliberately weird and uh-huh. goofy voices, which I really liked about yeah. it, especially as a kid. But yeah. I think it's it's nice to try to backtrack, like and understand, like oh, this was a thing for that time that kind of sucked, but it was yep. like a development just thing that people did. And so, like getting that history is always really nice, even though it's sometimes hard in yep. modern days. And then to round up, I'm now playing. I'm, I've uh, played Stretchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't play Stretchers right when it came out because, well, I started it single player. I really didn't get into it. And then now I've had friends over and played the two player, and the two player is great. It's just really fun. And I, I saw actually Max and Brian did a video. If you want to catch up on it, just look up uh, IGN Stretchers Let's Play or what, whatever, Max and Brian. Um, it's a game where two <laughs> if people. If you want to see it, just Google Max and Brian. Two, two people have to carry bodies on stretchers and get them back to the hospital. And so the whole fun of the game is how bad people are at coordinating and like mm. going left and right and bumping into stuff and the bodies f- uh, or the, the you know the injured people I mean, fall dropping off. dropping critically injured people sounds like a great time to me. Well it has this goofy weird plot about you know people just being dizzy they're just mm. dizzy so they're not that injured Okay, but it also plays with ragdoll physics and then so you drive an ambulance together and depending on who gets into the driver's seat controls the ambulance and who gets into the co-pilot seat uh, controls the boost and stuff like that no. and so it's all about having you be really bad at coordinating and like the guy, the your friend hitting the boost at the wrong time. You're like, ah, you hit a house and stuff. Do you, is it Very like a fun. similar vibe to like Overcooked where you have yes. these responsibilities and they have to overlap in a way that works? It's somewhere between Overcooked and Surgeon Simulator and like cool. how like that kind of wonky uh, physics affects yeah. the gameplay. But like it is more like Overcooked where you are supposed to be best friends and work together and like it just never happens. Yeah. And so yeah. you're, Neat. it's just you're laughing a lot. It's just a really funny game. Yeah. Yep. What about you guys, Zach and Miranda? Um, I'm in the middle of moving, so it's been really hard okay. to play games, which is why my Switch is also my best friend right now. Uh-huh. Then I can just mm-hmm. like flop down for a minute and play something. So I've just been trying to fill out my Pokedex in Pokemon Shield, and then I've actually gone back to Breath of the Wild just because I miss it. Dang. I just miss it. So good. <laughs> it's so huh? beautiful, and That's I love exciting. it. I know. Yeah, and then I recently watched the Breath of the Wild sequel trailer again, like that yeah. tease, and I was just like, oh, I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, also, small note, Stranger's Wrath is published by EA. Oh, it was EA. Oh. Okay, so nailed it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, you good? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, I finished. I haven't. I haven't been on since before Christmas. I finished Luigi's Mansion, which was great, top right? notch. Yep. Loved it. Um, still working my way through uh, Pokemon Sword. Really enjoying that. Um, still plugging along at Dragon Quest Eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, playing that game in story arcs because it is built in a way that is like I've you know, neglected it. I need to go back. It's uh, and it's so good. Like it's it's so nice to come back to it if you've mm-hmm. been away for a while. Because like I'll take a couple of weeks off at a time and then come mm-hmm. back to it. Um, I spent some pretty significant time over break playing through The Witcher Blood and Wine expansion, uh, which is amazing. And if so you have good. it on Switch, like there's so much stuff there. You know, I'm sure like people that are playing it on Switch are probably still working their way through the the main story. But there are two <laughs> amazing expansions for that game. Uh, don't overlook. The those um and then outside of that yeah i'm thinking about uh jumping back into fire emblem and uh i might check out tokyo mirage sessions i don't know yeah. I, i'll definitely i'm a little on the fence about yeah, it. yeah i'll but. play but luigi's mansion if you didn't get all the booze and the in the gems like that's a really fun co-op experience yeah. to like have a friend and you chase them down together yeah I, i've been kind of jumping back in and going through the the uh, looking for all the booze. I don't know that I'll find all the gems. You, you uh, need some can, help. We've got a great guide for that. You, you yeah, can buy do. the locations. <laughs> yeah. And like with two players, it's much easier to solve the puzzle. Sure. Yeah. There's some obscure ones. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So as I mentioned, I was playing Puzzle and Dragon's Gold. I know I, I like ragged on it, but I did play like almost 15 hours. There we like, go. 
That's why it was a surprise. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not fifteen. Maybe more like like I have to look at my switch. Maybe yeah. probably around like ten. Like I did. Mm-hmm. I tried to give it a shot, and I was very excited. Ten and, hours is a significant amount of shot. I feel yeah. like. So. Yeah. I also um I would get home and play and be like just one more, and then completely ignore my fiance. So I mean, like it still sucked <laughs> me in for during the time that it could. <laughs> but um, I've also just wanted to mention I got to play some early access Temtem, which is supposed to come out for the Switch sometime next year. And it is a Pokemon-inspired MMO. And if you like classic Pokemon where you have your random encounters and you have your dungeons and you have kind of your punishing, like, it'll kick you out of the dungeon, you have to go through it again, um, and double battles, and you want an MMO, Temtem kind of checks all those boxes for you mm. so if you really if you've always wanted a classic pokemon mmo i think temtem might be for you and it's also it's like 85 percent like pokemon my full preview is out there so if you want to like see more about how it is and isn't like pokemon you can read read that but i just wanted to mention it cool note mm-hmm. is that is published by humble bundle mm-hmm. thank you miranda i always forget it's about owned by stuff. our parent companies yes, yes. Cool. and now on to zach's favorite game question block Ooh, I don't think that's a game. I mean, it's fine. Mm -hmm. So this one is from James Gold, and he asks, with rumors of Bioshock Trilogy coming to Switch, what collections would you like to see come over? Ha. Mass Effect Trilogy. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. All three of the Mass Effect Effect games. Yeah. You can have four, too, if you want. Um, (laughs) I also, I would love to see the GTA games, because they could actually run now, like a GTA collection would be really cool. Um, they're obviously massive games. We've we've had some rumors about GTA on Switch mm-hmm. a couple of times as well. I feel like they would never do a collection; they'd just do a single one. Oh yeah, no way. And then of course the uh, the master of all collections would be uh, the Master Chief Collection. Why not? We got yeah. Ori. No, we got, I agree. Right? We got Banjo Kazooie. Are they have like Smash. some sort of partnership anyway? I, I mean, it sounds like Microsoft is getting more and more open, right? Microsoft like the like way play, play they're ball. treating yeah. consoles and PCs as their platform, and maybe they're just going more and more open you know so uh, Master Chief Collection would be really cool on the Switch now that it actually runs online okay and all that yeah. they fixed it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, some context before this next question last week we had some hot takes on our NVC podcast forums I on Facebook talk about my collection oh I'm sorry yeah. what is your collection what the heck I'm sorry uh, so all the Final Fantasy games the 32-bit era Final Fantasy games are now on Switch oh, um, yeah. I would like a square collection of like the more obscure uh, uh, RPGs that they put okay. out for the PlayStation like I'd love to see a collection that's like Chrono Cross and Vagrant Story and mm. Xenosaga. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Is it Xenosaga? No, Xenogears is the mm-hmm. one on PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be really cool to have updated versions of those in the same way that like... On Parasite the, Eve? Uh, yeah, Parasite Eve 1, sure, but not Parasite Eve 2. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, sorry, me. Zach. It's, that's okay. Forgive me. That's all right. I just had a good one. I know. No, I was it was a really good one, and you, I can't... There's nothing I can one-up on that. Isn't there some other Monster Hunter collection that you want to add? I am. I have them on 3DS. Okay, it's fine. Got, it's Monster, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate kind of combines all of the best of all the past mm-hmm. Monster Hunters. So, like, I'm I'm good. I'm sure. fine. Yeah. I would like a new Monster Hunter, but, it's like, but that's not on, the Honestly, order. the Switch's <laughs> issue is not a steady stream of old games. You know, no. we got yeah. Assassin's Creed's too and all that. Yeah. And so, I, that's great. But, like, I want some new stuff written for this machine. I read that there are more games released for the Nintendo Switch than were released on the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 combined last year. That's crazy. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Unsubstantiated. It it's is. A, yeah. But, that, I, I can see it. There are a lot of weird, weird little games yeah. on the Switch definitely yeah. popping up all the time. 
So we have time for one more question. Okay. And like I was saying, a little bit of context in our NBC podcast forums last week, there were a lot of hot takes. It was kind of a trend started by someone. So this one is from Danny Baranowski. Mm-hmm. What's your hottest take? I don't think my hot take is I don't have one. Yeah, mark. I was going to say the same thing. Like, I, don't I don't really have any I hot takes. I don't think I have one that just upends people even if it's not video game related well mine is mystery dungeon is janky like i I concede you can have fun with this franchise and probably if i played a lot of it i would enjoy it too and obviously the characters are beloved but i just think it's so janky corn is bad i don't know Corn is bad the band (laughs) no corn like just all the food food. wow i don't don't like corn in my chili too sweet yeah that is a hot take it's not good (laughs) i'm not sure either of you know what hot take means To be honest, but oh, um, what's a hot take? Here, what's a hot take for us? I don't have good hot takes. Your middle names are have, hot and take. I have like good hot takes like in the moment, yeah. But like when you're just like think of your hot take, I'm like, oh no, man. I I have one. Uh, I wasn't impressed by The Last of Us. Okay. Oh, that is also my that hot take. That is your hot take. Oh, you yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. you guys always have fine. the same hot take. Also, no, okay, even, even, sassy even more than. with the same hot take. That's true. Wow. Sorry. Everyone like says like we look alike because we have glasses. I don't know. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess, it happens so many times. You're like, are they twins? I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, I, I guess in a similar vein, like my, my hot take is like I, I didn't think Horizon Zero Dawn was like an amazing game. Is like, that a hot I, I dropped I, it after the first few hours. I guess. Like, I I, 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 I've said it a me. couple times on Twitter and people have been like, oh, you're crazy. That game is it's fine. I thought that game was like big fine. I played the whole thing. It was yeah. I, I, I'm i with you on that yeah. one. Um, I actually, I really like The Last of Us. I think it's I a also game really that like makes Last me feel bad like for playing this. it. It's not a world I love being in, but I thought the the, the storytelling was so well done mm-hmm. and like the little details. I thought and the opening moments the were moments. super ineffective. Ineffective. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I had no emotion. I thought, well, obviously, you this just thing don't... is going to happen because this person was not on any marketing material and we have the replacement lined up. So, well, <laughs> in my Nintendo, I guess my Nintendo hot take is Zero. like, with the, dad. with the exception of the uh, the first new Super Mario Brothers, I don't think any of the other new Super Mario Brothers games are very great. I think the first one is amazing. I think all the rest of them are like, whatever. That is a hot take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for that one level in uh, uh, the one that came out last year. Um, you? Yeah. The uh, Van Gogh, the Starry Night level. That's, that, a that's one amazing. level that looks different. Yeah. Honestly, that level level itself isn't that great. But like it looks it, really cool. The game has some really cool levels, but um, I agree with you. It's just kind of felt same-ish. Mm. It, needs, it needs a fresh coat of paint. Mm. Cool. Digital paint. We did it. We did the hot yeah. cakes. Thanks, everyone, for your terrible hot, hot, cakes. hot cakes. Hot cakes. <laughs> <laughs> now I want hot cakes. All right. We got to go and get some hot cakes. Thank you so much for listening and for watching. And remember, you can watch or listen to NVC on your favorite podcasting platform or YouTube.com or IGM.com every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you so much for watching. And remember, this is the only place you can get the, get the hot cakes. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.